Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. Live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church, but to be able to go deeper within that teaching. Good morning. From St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota on a Wednesday. It's the top of the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham. Alongside me is Father Will Thompson of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. We are, again, coming to you live from St. James Coffee. I'm caffeinated. Father Will, in about an hour, will be caffeinated. Oh, I've, so, I've, I've had a start. Oh, you already. have? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we are definitely the caffeinated Catholics. I'll just look for a renewal. Okay. <laughs> We're looking for revival. So, that's right. <laughs> Via caffeine. <laughs> we need a revival. That's right. Bring me my coffee. <laughs> we got a great show lined up for you this morning. And uh, let's start off, Father Will, with a prayer, shall Absolutely. we? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. You are good. You are kind. You are generous. Fill our hearts with your love and teach us to know who we are in your eyes. May you guide the hearts, the minds, the souls of all who are listening this morning that they may hear a word that rouses them. We ask your blessing upon us through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. It's great to be back with you again. It's been a little while since we've co-hosted together. It's been too long. It's been too long. I have it missed has, you dearly. Yes. I mean, they, they've got more work done on the, on the road here. Since, yes. and, and next time next time we're together, they might actually be done with the road. Yes. That would be quite exciting. I've missed that road dearly. Yeah. Think, Although they've got a few swimming pools out there right now. Oh, because uh, of all the rain. Yeah, yeah. The rain has caused a little bit going on there. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll survive it. We I think will. we'll make do. And uh, we've got Aaron with a little preview of today's episode of Real Presence Live. Aaron, well, good morning. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, fantastic, excellent. Well, we've got a great lineup today. In the first hour here, we've got Dr. Susan Windley Dallast. She's going to be talking to us about millennials and. Their search for the goodness, truth, and beauty in the Catholic faith. Then we'll be praying for your intentions during prayerfully yours. Father Will Thompson will then take your calls during Straight Talk from 9.30 to 10 a.m. Central. In the second hour, we'll have Father Richard Kuntz talking about the Poland tour and walking in the footsteps of St. John Paul II. We'll also take our 10-minute tour. Deacon John Hayes will be with us to talk about his recent ordination to the diaconate. And we'll cap off the hour with Cat Latelier of St. James Coffee to talk about the great ministry right here at St. James Coffee. All this and more right here on Real Presence Live. Matt and Father. Excellent. That sounds like a great show. I'm pumped. I know Father Will is pumped. Mm-hmm. Also very mm-hmm. pumped to have an in-studio guest here for our first guest, and that being Dr. Susan Windley Doust of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, right here at St. James Coffee with us 
up on the platform, we can see all the construction outside, and we're it's beautiful. It's in, it's inspiring us to talk about constructing the church, or renewing the church, or reconstructing. However you want to say smooth. it. smooth. That's great. Uh, <laughs> evangelization is what we're talking about this morning. Yes. And uh, again, welcome, uh, Dr. Susan. Thank you. And uh, we, we, again, want to talk a little bit about evangelizing, specifically millennials, and yeah. the search for goodness, truth, and beauty of the Catholic faith. Now, now, why highlight millennials over other generations? Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I need to start this by saying I'm not a millennial, because <laughs> one of the things that I'm very sensitive to is that uh, when, whenever you begin talking about a generation that's not your own, it, there's a little bit of a weirdness going on there. It's like, who are you to tell us what we think? And it's like, you know, I, I'm just knowing people and, and reading statistics <laughs> and, and doing this work for a living. Um, but I am a Gen Xer, right? And I, I think often the best reason or the best uh, resource we have for talking to millennials is actually talking to millennials. But having said that, it is really important uh, that we put a lot of attention on evangelizing millennials because um, more than older generations, for sure, millennials tend to cover about age 20 to about age 36 right now. Um, these are the people who are drifting away from our Catholic faith, right? They are the generation that is most heavily populated when we hear about the rise of the nuns, the N-O-N-E-S, right? The people with no affiliation, who claim no affiliation um, to any faith. And um, it's not only important for them as individuals and as a generation, but obviously it's important because this is the group of people that are beginning to marry and build families and that sort of thing. So it has a big impact on their children as well. Um, so, you know, for their sake, for our sake as a church, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we really do need to pay a lot of attention. It's kind of why is this generation much more likely to drift um, than the older generations and to crack that nut and to really offer Christ to them in a way that, um, you know, their hearts want, that their souls crave for. So, Dr. Susan, you started off by you know, saying, you know, who am I? And we could say, you know, who are we? Uh, you know, to kind of tell millennials what to do. And, you know, that's, that's not necessarily what we're doing. But right. in talking with people of that generation, mm -hmm. in conversations, uh, there are some themes of needs, mm -hmm. uh, particular needs for the millennial generation uh, to be able to grow in their faith. Uh, what, what, are, what are some of those needs that seem to be unique to the millennial generation? Yeah, you know, the reason that we talk about generations at all is just because they tend to have certain formative experiences within the United States, right? And so when you speak to people who were formed, you know, at the turn of the millennium, hence the name, um, one of the things that really formed them was it was a period in the United States of some economic crisis, honestly. You know, people who are a little older than that tended to go to school and consider what they were going to do for a living. And in general, we're pretty confident they could make that happen. Millennials, a lot less so. So there's a lot more economic insecurity that's sort of built into this generation. You know, another piece is just the continuing rise of secularism 
Right. They've really been completely bathed in it from a very early age. And, you know, even if they were uh, going to church all their life, their parents brought them, they were catechized and so forth. I mean, that that's a huge influence that they're swimming in every other day of the week. It is for all of us, but more so for this generation than for the older generations. And it shows there's a tension in their lives about how to balance these uh, realities that they're receiving from different directions. So that's a need as well. It's like, you know, how, how am I Catholic in a culture that is so predominantly secular? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great point. Uh, Dr. Susan Winley Doust with us talking about the millennials. How do we reach them? Uh, how can we um, evangelize them? Uh, win them for Christ? Win them back into the church? Uh, what are some things that millennials can do themselves to strive to grow deeper in their faith? Yeah, I mean, it's the same sort of things that, you know, all of us should be doing, right? Um, But they may be sort of new to them because they may have had the catechesis piece. uh, Hopefully, they've had the sacramental piece, right, Uh, that they're fully initiated in the church. But what they need to do is they really need to put as a first desire in their lives uh, finding and living out of that encounter with Jesus Christ, Right? It's really about that relationship and recognizing that the Catholic Church was offered to us, you know, ordained by Jesus Christ as a way to make it easier to come to him. We don't go to church to go to church. We go to church to encounter Christ. And a lot of people don't quite get that connection. So anything that millennials or any of us can do to really foster and grow in that encounter with Jesus Christ, to keep coming back to that well, because, you know, the Lord is infinite. We're we're never going to... uh, outdo God. It's like there's nothing else there, right? Um, So this could mean, you know, creating discipleship groups. Uh, There are all sorts of different ways to do this in terms of Bible studies and small groups are, are important because people need to find a place where it feels safe to dig deep, learn more, be vulnerable, be accountable to each other, um, and know that the Lord is in the center of that particular set of friendships. Yeah, mm-hmm. they need that. We all need that. Um, so anything that we can do to encourage that and to facilitate that for this generation is a big boon. And that's, you know, I've, I've seen that happen, you know, just yeah. with, with people that I've worked with, that, that need for small groups, that need for face-to-face uh, right. communication. And yet, one of the, uh, one of the hallmarks of this generation is uh, the, the social media, the, uh, the, commu- the communication that's not face-to-face. Now, I remember when I graduated high school, I, mean, I could probably count on one hand how many classmates had a cell phone, mm-hmm. um, which was little more than a paperweight. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, but that by the time I graduated college, it was you know, all over the place. Uh, right. and, and so this yeah. generation of millennials, you know, that is something that's normal. So what, what are some of the pros and cons of um, you know, the, you know the, the ways of communicating that we have all around us right now, mm-hmm. uh, the phone, the texting, the, uh, the social media, what are some of the pros and cons for evangelizing uh, with, with those new ways of communicating? Yeah, it, it's a tricky question, and I think you're really right to raise it, because on, one thing that the people in older generations don't quite understand is just how much this has become the normative way of communication for millennials, and especially for, frankly, the generation that's younger than this, it's sometimes called Gen Z. Um, if we opt out of that, we're opting out of communicating with them. 
So there's a certain level where we need to get more comfortable with doing that. Um, on the other hand, the challenge that we older folks have to them, millennials and Gen Z, is like, you know, there are other ways of communicating as well. And a face-to-face communication, in-person communication, when it comes to the spiritual life, is has a higher value um, than social media communication. Social, social media communication is good, but you tend to go deeper and be more vulnerable and go places faster with face-to-face communication, but they're not comfortable with that. So, I mean, that's the challenge that we have is to create spaces where that can become more comfortable and to recognize it as like, you know, we're not dissing social media in and of itself. We really aren't. We're con- it's very convenient. But this is this is worth fighting for. The face-to-face is worth fighting for. And a lot of them don't necessarily see that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really need to make the case. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom along with Father uh, Will Thompson. And we are speaking with Dr. Susan Winley-Dowse this morning about evangelizing, specifically the millennial generation. And um, I... Myself, I know in my own experience in dealing with my siblings who are all younger than me, I, I just missed the millennial generation by just a couple of years. I'm more of the Oregon Trail uh, <laughs> generation, if you will. But uh, it's a good generation. I know that. Yeah. Uh, even just uh, my own my own younger siblings, I'll sometimes call them, but they'll be more responsive, more immediately responsive if I if I send them a text. That's right. And even some other social media as well. How do we convince, I mean, we've been talking about how, how we make evangelization more personal because it's more effective for this generation, perhaps. How can, how can we encourage that? How can we, in, in a culture where everyone seems to be looking down at their phones constantly, wherever you go? Right, right. Well, I mean, the heart of this is really about friendship, right, and offering Christ through that friendship. So, in as far as the social media is a tool that you use for that, it's all good. I mean, texting is not a bad thing in and of itself. It's very, very convenient. Um, and if that's how you're going to connect someone, I, I wouldn't demand for you know the face-to-face if they're texting you, right? It's mm-hmm. something and it's real. Um, on the other hand, yeah, luring people to the reality of face-to-face, I think, really lures people to the reality of the importance of um, Christian worship, frankly. You know what? We don't worship through a screen, or at least we shouldn't. Um, we do this in community with each other as human beings in a church, right, in the sacrament. And Jesus Christ was incarnate for a reason. <laughs> he didn't just send the message, you know, over the transom line. He became one of us. And as we are, you know, created uh, in the image of God, you know, we're called to do the same thing. We're called for that personal incarnational evangelization. So we really just need to keep stretching at that. But don't diss the texting. Uh, texting's important, okay? You know, meet people where they are. That's what, that's rule one in evangelization. Meet people where they are, but also lead them to, it's like, how do you best encounter Jesus Christ? Come on, I want to be friends with you. I want you to be in my small group. I want you to be at church with me where we can worship the Lord together. Mm-hmm. No, that's powerful. And, um, you know, I think every generation uh, goes through a transition, probably several transitions throughout their lives where they, yeah. they realize that, okay, people have been raised differently 
than I have. Right. And, you know, we, we always have to change our approach if we're going to be effective. Right. Um, you know, if, if we don't want to be effective, we just can't stay where we're at, right. uh, keep doing the things we've always done. Um, so, you know, as, uh, as we're, you know, probably have a good number of listeners out there that's our adults, parents, uh, um, that uh, have children, grandchildren that are millennials, uh, what would be some, some nuggets that, that you would give them on, on how to talk about faith and how to help uh, their children, grandchildren grow in their faith? Yeah, you know, one thing that are of the millennial generation. Yeah, one of the things that I really recommend to people um, who are parents, grandparents of of millennials or younger, and particularly if they've fallen away, if they're not really practicing um, as they should, um, is the book Return by Brandon Vaught. It's a really good book where he basically is writing to these people in particular. It's kind of how do you talk to your kids and your grandkids? Adults are not about returning to the faith. Um, and I think it's brilliant. It's really well done. But some of the things that he suggested is kind of, you know what, don't get defensive. Keep the lines of communication open. For goodness sake, pray for that person. It's important. Um, and sit down and have a heart-to-heart at one time when it's good for both of you. It's like, you know what, I really want to know. I really want to just sit and listen. Why? Why don't you go to church anymore? Because you may not know, right? You may presume that you know, but you may not know. And if you've really set up and prayed for that listening session, at least you're going to know why, right? Mm -hmm. And that's going to give you a way to continue the conversation. Don't fight back at that particular session because you promised you were just going to listen. But it's really important that you do understand why. Um, Because, yeah, often we we presume too much about our own family members, right? So you got to know before you can really act on it. But don't stop praying. Don't stop praying because it can make a big difference. Absolutely. That's the number one thing. Yep. Dr. Susan Willie Dowse with us this morning on Real Presence Live. Thanks so much for being here and being in studio. Thank you. That was Great over, fun. Yeah, from Winona. Thank you so much. Uh, grab a cup of coffee on your way out. I will. All right. <laughs> and uh, we are coming up next. We'll be praying for your intentions during Prayerfully Yours. Also, do you have a question about the faith or do you want to stump the priest? Uh, get those questions ready for Father during Straight Talk. And later, we look forward to hearing who you nominated to in honor our fathers. This is Matt Wilkham along with Father Will Thompson. All this more right here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. 
Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith in Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. Real Presence Live is now coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Heart of Your Legacy, where, as the name suggests, we get at the heart of giving and how you can leave a lasting legacy, and Honor Our Fathers, where you send us the names of your favorite priests, and we offer special recognition and a dozen donuts to one each week. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live, weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. You are listening to Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Will Thompson. Almost every day we receive prayer requests here at the network asking for prayers for those closest to us who are suffering with illness, who have perhaps lost a job, who are maybe traveling, who are perhaps having troubles in their marriage, who are just trying to discern the Lord's will, and yes, who are rejoicing in the goodness of the Lord in their lives. We hold these needs close in prayer at RPR, and now each time we have a priest as one of our Real Presence Live hosts, we will share a few of these prayer requests in this Prayerfully Yours segment. We invite all of you who are listening to join in prayer specifically for the intentions. Father Will? As we join our hearts today in prayer, we're mindful of our uh, first conversation today about evangelizing to millennials. We pray for that generation, that their hearts would be enlivened and enriched by the gift of faith. Pray especially for your children, your grandchildren, that God would keep them safe and keep them growing in their faith. We pray especially for those who have left the practice of the faith, that the Lord would bring them back. For this we pray. We pray also today for Kathy's daughter-in-law, Lainey. Her sister Marie and husband Jeff are expecting twin boys. One of them isn't doing so well, so they're going to try a procedure that may have a 70% success rate. Pray, Lord, for your protection. Pray that you would grant Marie and Jeff, grant them strength, grant them health. As we pray also for their twin boys, that they would be brought to birth safely. Be with them and keep them always close to you. For this, we pray. We pray also for V's daughter as she faces some very major issues. 
May God give her wisdom, love, and discernment. Lord, we know that you keep all of us close to yourself. Keep V's daughter close in a particular way. Grant her clarity and confidence to walk in your path. For this, we pray. We pray that God may God Michael and his family as they face a divorce. Lord, we know that you have given us the gift of marriage so the two can become one flesh. So we ask for your healing. We ask that this family would remain united in your love. Help them to seek reconciliation for anything that they need. To know of your presence uniting them. And if they do end up facing and going through a divorce, Lord, help them to know of the support of your family, the church, that through the sacraments they would be sustained by your loving grace. For this we pray. We pray also for my friend Joy, who is suffering her third recurrence of brain cancer. Lord, we thank you for all the support that you are giving Joy through her doctors and nurses, her friends, her family. Father, keep her strong now in this time, as she has already survived, sustained this illness before. Do not let her lose hope, but keep her in the palm of your hands, trusting your providential goodness and kindness. For this we pray. Lord, we thank you for all that you have given us. We entrust ourselves to you as we pray in the words our Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Thanks for taking the time to pray with us for these RPR family members and their needs. If you have a specific intention you'd like uh, prayed for, please visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com. Again, that's yourcatholicradiostation.com and submit it under prayer requests at the top of the page. You can also submit an intention on our app. Simply click on prayer requests on the main screen. We will be back shortly. This is the RPR Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. More next. 
Real Presence Live is now coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts including Father Paul, Father John, and Joe Rutten, Father Craig Vosick, Father Tim Buren, and Father Kyle Metzger from brand new locations including the University of Mary in Bismarck, Mount Marty College in Yankton, South Dakota, and the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. If you're looking for hope, tune in to Real Presence Live, where you'll hear positive and inspirational stories weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Will Thompson. We're coming to you live from St. James Coffee on a beautiful Wednesday morning in Rochester, Minnesota. We uh, just had a wonderful set of prayer intentions that we prayed for, you prayed for and allowed so many people across the RPR network to pray for as well. That's mm-hmm. part of the beauty of Catholic Radio is it, it connects us uh, you know, f- physically via audio but also spiritually. Yeah. No, it, it, it really does remind us of the, you know, I think the body of Christ and that we are here to support each other. Uh, some of that support comes through, you know, the, the, the spiritual work of mercy, of uh, educating the ignorant. Uh, I'm uh, uh, right up there. Me too. Uh, you know, it's, I always learn something as, as we go through these, these conversations. Um, but, uh, but it's just, it's good to pray. You know, we, we, we have to pray. I remember my pastor many years ago, uh, he gave a, a, a homily um, that was about eight minutes long and had one sentence. After the gospel, he went down on the front step, he kneeled down and just started praying. Wow. And at, and at the end, he said, we must pray. And it was a very powerful homily. That's, el- uh, that's eloquent in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. That that eloquence of of, uh, of of example of you know showing showing the way, um, and so it's it's good to it's good to have that time for prayer. Um, it's not just good; it's, it's it is necessary. Yeah, I, it's great that you when you encounter a priest who especially knows you, you can tell that he's been spending time with the Lord, and that he realizes that he can't give what he doesn't himself have. Mm-hmm. That's very important. It is. Right now, it's time for Straight Talk and for Father Will Thompson to dispense what he himself has been given in prayer from the Lord. Also his training as a priest. Many years of seminary have gone into each and every priest's training. And we're just so blessed to have a priest here co-hosting on Real Presence Live. And allowing us to have a segment like this where you can call in and ask a priest anything about the faith that you like. If you have a question, please give us a call right now. 
877-795-0122. Father Will Thompson will be happy to take your call about anything regarding the faith. If you have something that's particularly weighing heavily on your on your heart that you need to talk to uh, a priest about, please give us a call, 877-795-0122. Again, the number, 877-795-0122. If you would like to speak with Father Will, also you can submit your question or comment on our Facebook page, the RPR Facebook page. You know, I was uh, thinking a little bit about just, you know, as we were praying together and having this conversation about uh, about uh, the millennial generation and some of their needs. Uh, I mean, many of their needs are the same as anybody's, uh, that we, we, we just, we have this need for God. Uh, but as I was thinking a little bit about prayer, uh, I, I know sometimes people have asked, you know, I mean, is the millennial generation able to pray? Because they're constantly moving from one thing to another. They're, they're constantly, uh, you know. Squirrel. Uh, animate. Yeah. What? Where? <laughs> there. Okay. Uh, where were we? Anyhow. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're talking about prayer. <laughs> but the, but the, that, that there's this idea that because millennials are constantly stimulated by, by the media, by uh, so many things around them that, uh, you know, can they pray? Well, actually, yes. Yes, they can. And uh, in some ways, because of that constant simulation, prayer is almost more necessary. Uh, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why we hear so much about mindfulness, uh, about uh, meditation. Um, and that's from a secular perspective. Uh, even the secular perspective realizes that we need to have this time of communion. Um, but as, as, as Catholics, as Christians, we understand that that communion is not just with this void. It's, you know, we're not, we're not in communion with an emptiness uh, or trying to become more aware of our, of our own thoughts and feelings, but we're really entering into prayer to enter into communion with God, to be in that relationship with God. And so, you know, if, if people are out there and thinking that, um, you know, that, you know, you know why, why, even, why even try to teach them? Because they need it. Yeah, you know, just, just like all of us, we all need to have uh, that opportunity to, uh, to pray. Uh, I know when, when I entered seminary, it was it was really really kind of interesting because I was talking with the priest when I first entered seminary, and um, you know I said, so, so why did you decide to enter seminary right now? And I said, well, you know I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and it seems like the right move to make. He said, well, you've been praying too, haven't you? And I thought, well, how about that? I've been praying. I didn't know I knew how to pray, but apparently I was doing that. So I was allowing God to guide me, uh, to direct me, and above all, to love me. Right, and prayer is so important just to fundamentally know who we are. Without prayer, we don't know who we are, and we're not confident when we go out into the world to just have regular interactions with, you know, just everyday interactions with the world around us, with the people around us. There could be an insecurity there. I remember um, in my previous job in Catholic Radio, when I was working full-time for Catholic Radio in Nebraska, we uh, had a music segment on our morning show, and we interviewed a, a gentleman by the name of Jason Gray, who is actually from Minnesota. He's a Christian contemporary artist, and uh, I love his music. He has a, a, a song uh, where the refrain is, remind me who I am to you. Yeah. And I love that song, it, it, that line, remind me, tell me lest I forget yeah. who I am to you, that I belong to you, that we belong to the Father, that we belong to God, that we can come from God and and that's our end goal in life. But if we don't realize that, if we don't pray, then we're not going to know, well, why am I here? What's the meaning of my life? Mm-hmm. And it was incredible, too, when we were interviewing uh, Jason, 
we f- discovered that he actually has a stutter, a hmm. speech impediment. Yeah. When you when he sings, you don't realize it. But I thought, wow, his faith is definitely you know gives him the confidence to get up there on stage, and you know, during a concert and in between songs to speak, even though he has the stutter, because he is secure in who he is. He knows that he belongs to God. Right. Yeah, and that, and that is that is our need. You know, just this last weekend in Rochester, we had the uh, Steubenville North Conference, and uh, you know, the Steubenville conferences are happening all over the place throughout the United States, and the, the theme this year is belong. Uh, so, unfortunately, I was only able to be there for the o- opening night uh, for the um uh, for the, for the sessions that opening night and came back for uh, confessions a little bit but but that theme of belonging and uh, there was a constant reminder no matter who is who was talking that night saying we belong to the father uh, and that's that that's that's where we find our identity um and it's it's not in what we do it's it's not you know because what we do is it's going to change you know, you, you know, even you know. I think in, in my vocation of the priesthood, not that I'm going to change uh, from being a priest, but my assignment is going to change. And so, in some ways, you know, if I try to um, really root myself in my doing, uh, you know, eventually that gives gives out. I don't have the strength. I may not have the mental capacity. Uh, there, you know, there's just so many changes that can happen with what I do. But who I am, who I am, stays the same. That's right. You're not a human doing. Right. You're a human being. Exactly. And priests especially um, need to pray in order to lead their their flocks uh, into this reality as well. Uh, we also have a comment or question from our fa- RPR Facebook page. Again, the, I just want to remind people uh, that they can call 877-795-0122 for our Straight Talk segment happening right now. If you want to call and talk to Father Will Thompson about anything regarding the faith, anything that's on your heart, please give us a call. Um, we have an anonymous from Rochester who says, why doesn't the church speak more on the fact that we need to repent and that hell is real? Do not hear it in homilies. You know, I I can't speak for for every priest. I, I don't know um, uh, about everyone. I know for myself, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that I don't think we need to repeatedly talk about. At the end of each uh, each year, each cal- uh, each church year, um, we get towards the end things. Yeah, you know, the, the 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 four end things: heaven, hell, uh, uh, death, and purgatory. Um, not in that order, uh, <laughs> um, but but you know it is something to, to talk about certainly at that point in time. Um, but you know the church does talk about hell. I mean, you know Pope Francis just came out with a a, a book about rebuking the devil. Uh, I mean that's not the title doesn't have to do specifically with hell, but you know you know Satan is the the prince of uh, the prince of hell, so it is out there. Uh, it, it's certainly something that's out there. Um, I think. Probably in general, uh, th- there might be some kind of, um, you know, just uh, that effect where you go from one side to the other. Uh, you know, I hear it every now and then about uh, fire and brimstone. You know, you know, either, you know, Father, that, you know, you really use some fire and brimstone there. And I think, well, I didn't really use fire and brimstone. I, 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 could, be, I could be harsher than that. Um, but, I, but I think that's part of the point is to, you know, that the, the homily is not a time to necessarily be harsh with people. It's a time to unpack 
what is right there in the scriptures. And so if the scriptures aren't talking about hell, I'm probably not going to talk about hell. Um, so, so it's trying to, trying to stay uh, with what is going on in scriptures and what the needs of the community are right there. Yeah, it's, it's great to uh, allow the church and it's her liturgical cycle to lead you in your homiletic preparation. And mm-hmm. I remember for, for my part, when I was a seminarian uh, back in college, I was assigned to a Boy Scout camp where I had to give a 10 to 15 minute chapel service every day. And I wasn't guided by the church and her readings. And so I tended to default to speaking about death and the reality of hell and, and judgment. And there was very little mercy and I look back on those two, three years, and I think, you know, especially that first year, wow, what, I hope I didn't damage anyone's faith <laughs> because right. I was talking almost exclusively about these kind of, I don't want to say Debbie Downer topics, but it wasn't balanced. Mm-hmm. There was not the balance there that, that was needed, the uh, reality of mercy versus the reality of judgment. Mm-hmm. So we always have to keep that in mind. And we can tend to uh, go to one extreme or the other, but, uh, but it is all about balance. Uh, we have another comment question from Nancy from Rochester, who says, let's see, oh, Nancy's on the phone. She would like to speak with you, Father Will. Nancy, good morning. You're on the RPR Network on Real Presence Live. Good morning. What's your question, I have Nancy? A- I have a question. Um, I recently heard about Real Presence Radio from a friend, and mm-hmm. I had no idea that it even existed. Since then, I have listened to it regularly, I mean a lot, and I absolutely love it. My knowledge of the Catholic faith is far from optimal. I didn't have real good um, faith formation growing up. I'm a very strong devoted Catholic, but this the station has really helped me to grow in my faith. But my question is, um, we go to church every weekend and we hear how we're supposed to evangelize and do all this, um, How? but I never hear or see anything about it in bulletins or hear about it in the churches or the Catholic schools or in any newspapers. So how... Do we evangelize? I mean, I can go out and tell some friends, but how do we get our younger and future generation of the Catholic Church aware of things like this Mm -hmm. to listen so they can evangelize if it's not going to be, quote, advertised? Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. So, Nancy, tell, tell me again, how did you find out about the Real Presence Radio? A friend of mine from a surrounding community mm-hmm. of Rochester had told me about it, and she listens regularly, and she's the one that told me. Um, she knows that I kind of struggle <laughs> with yeah. my knowledge of the faith, and I have my entire life because my faith formation, you know, was not anything real yeah. strong. Yeah. Well, and, you know what? And Nancy, I mean, in many ways, you you have the answer right there. 
you know, a couple of weeks ago, we, we had this uh, Millennial Church Conference, um, um, and, you know, Dr. Susan Winley Dallas was sharing a little of some of the things we talked about there, but it's not just at the conference that we heard those things. These are things that we, we know uh, from working with the millennial generation. But one of the one of the ways they talked about reaching out, uh, that the, the way of talking was, was new to me. Uh, and it was paying attention to your sphere of influence, paying attention to those who are you know, near to you, who you already have a relationship with. Uh, another way that I've thought of it is, you know, the low hanging fruit, you know, who is right there that you can already influence, uh, that you can talk to, that you can suggest, hey, you know, are, are, are you aware of uh, th- this radio station? You, sh- you should give it a try. I mean, how many, how many young people do we see, you know, with, with ear- earphones in? And, mm-hmm. and that, that can be a wonderful moment to say, oh, what, what are you listening to? And first of all, we have to, we have to listen to them, you know, to, to hear what it is that they're saying. Um, and that, but then, you know, in that conversation, we can turn it around and say, well, well you know, have you ever thought about, you know, Catholic radio? Uh, have you thought of, mm-hmm. ever thought about listening to this type of radio station? Um, Certainly, there are, there are, there is uh, some advertisement out there. I, I mean, I've seen bulletin boards. Uh, we've got bumper stickers uh, th- that are out there. Um, I, I'm pretty sure you could go onto the Real Presence Radio website uh, and uh, re- request some information there. Um, if that is not true, then I just gave the Real Presence Radio station a lot of work. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my question is. Um, I'm one person, and yep. I can I can tell my friends. But how, you know, we hear from the pulpit, you and other priests, mm-hmm. and not just in Rochester, in all parishes, about going out and evangelizing and getting our youth on board. And how do we do that? How do we get everyone on board if, it's not in bulletins, if it's not in newspapers, if it's not said from the pulpit. Well, first of all, I don't think that's enough. I mean, if, if you want to learn how to evangelize, um, I've got a, a four-credit four course that I, uh, I could invite you. No, I don't actually have a four-credit <laughs> course, but, um, but, but it's, it, I mean, it's, it's certainly much more than uh, what we're able to do in a short conversation here. It's, it's more than what we are able to do uh, in... Uh, in a, a bulletin column, in a homily, uh, it's multifaceted. But but do not uh, do not discount <laughs> the work of one person. Mm-hmm. You know, and and even even if you only affect one person, you know, there's that um, that story from uh, Saint Teresa of Calcutta where someone was asking her, you know, you, you look around you, <laughs> you look around. There's all these people that are suffering, all these people are dying. You know, what what, what good do you really think that you can do? And she said, Well, I I, I can help this person right here. I can help mm-hmm. this person right here. And so so don't discount the impact of just reaching out to one person. Mm-hmm. And I guess then you have the domino effect of that person telling another. Yep. yep. Okay. E- exactly. Right. So, Nancy, thanks. Well, thanks I just want to tell you how wonderful it has been and how much I have learned from listening. That's great to hear. To the radio. So, that, thank that, you. That's great to hear. Thank you, Nancy. Yes, thanks, Nancy. You are listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Will Thompson. It is the Straight Talk segment where you can call in, ask a question of Father Will, 
uh, chat with him a little bit about anything that happens to be on your heart, anything about the faith, the number to call, again, 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. You know, I think Nancy brings up a, a good point, or maybe I just reflecting more on, on my response to her that, you know, how do we do this? Uh, how do we evangelize? And, you know, I, th- I think there's, there's, there's two, two sides to it. There is our personal prayer, and there's also the study. You know, you know as, as, we, as we want to bring people to Jesus, we have to know Jesus. Um, but eventually, the conversations do get a little bit more specific, and uh, people have specific questions about, uh, about the faith. And so I just wonder, you know, for our, for our listeners out there, you know, how was your faith journey? Uh, how's it growing? How is it growing this summer? Summertime can be a wonderful time to catch up on some reading. I mean, I know uh, I get I get free books pretty regularly, uh, and then there's other books that I that I that I purchase. And um, a lot of times, you know, especially in the spring, we've got Lent, we've got Easter season, uh, we've got uh, First Communion, Confirmation, we've got all these things going on, and so my reading you know falls to the back burner. But summertime can be a wonderful time uh, to, you know, whether you want to go out in the hammock and, and read a little bit or just, sit, you know, sit, sit by a sunny, sunny window inside your air conditioning. Um, you know, the summertime is a wonderful time for us to take those steps to grow. Um, but I, I think, first of all, with the prayer. Uh, I remember uh, reading a book uh, several years ago, and I forget the name of the book right offhand, but it was written by Monsignor Stephen Rossetti. Um, and I think it was called Why Are Priests Happy? Uh, and there, were, there was one part of that book that really stood out to me. And uh, part, of, part of it was uh, studying the phenomenon of uh, burnout. You know, what, you know, just like uh, anybody, priests can experience burnout. And so Monsignor Rossetti wanted to understand why. You know, how, how does that happen? And what he discovered was really interesting. He discovered that uh, those priests that, uh, that experience burnout don't necessarily work you know, an absurd amount of time. You know, they're not working 80, 90 hours a week. In fact, most of the priests that experience burnout are you know, much, much less than that. And then there are other priests who are working 70, 80, 90 hours a week that seem happy. <laughs> they really seem very content in their priesthood. But what he discovered was, uh, he discovered that was not really the correlation. The correlation is not the amount of work. The correlation was the prayer life. Because if you go week in, week out, trying to teach people about Jesus, but you don't know Jesus personally, that is exhausting. That is tiring. That's depressing. Because <laughs> you know, you t- you know, you're talking about hope. You're talking about faith. But I don't have an experience of that myself. You know, that, that is just exhausting. So as we look at evangelization, uh, the first step, I think, really is to have that relationship with God, uh, to have a regular prayer life, because you cannot give what you do not have. Right. Yeah, I make the correlation, the, the comparison uh, to a priest like that, to perhaps a, a married man like me who perhaps takes a job for the money, and that's about it, without, without any really real regard as to what... Well, Making the connection to well, this this helps my family. This I'm providing for them. It's more like, well, I just want more money so I can buy a boat or whatever other toys that will I think make me happy. But in the end, 
that doesn't make you happy. There That's has right. to be a deeper reason why you're doing all of this. That's right. Same thing for priests. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit more about this, but uh, we do still have seven minutes for callers uh, to call on in. Uh, feel free to uh, check in with us at, on, at Straight Talk. Uh, the number is 877-795-0122. We like to take this time of real presence live to uh, to discuss your questions. Uh, I mean, I, I can talk. I have that gift. I can keep talking, but uh, always a lot more enjoyable uh, to talk about the things that you are curious about. So you can call us uh, at the station at 877-795-0122. You can also reach us on Facebook uh, to uh, pose those questions for us. You know, as we're talking about this need for prayer uh, in order to evangelize, um, there is also, I think, that need for education, for study. Um, and there are just, there are so many good books out there. Uh, there, there is so much that, uh, that helps us to grow. Um, one one recent book that I, I read, uh, it's probably at least five years old at this point, was uh, one of Peter Kraft's books, How to Be Holy. Mm. And uh, yeah, anything a, by him is great. Yeah, it's, it's, a, awesome. it's a short book. It's broken up into short uh, chapters, really easy to read. But uh, but one of the, one of the points that he tries to make is how God intends all things for good. Not that God makes everything happen for good. You know, there's 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 that that uh, that that clarification in there. You know, God does not is not the um, the immediate cause of everything. Evil is an immediate cause that that you know evil exists. Um, but even with with evil, God desires all things for good. And we see that a little bit uh, for for those that went to mass today or uh, have uh, seen the seen the readings for today. Uh, we're we're, we're Right at the kind of the meaty portion of that story of Moses, and uh, in today, today's uh, first reading, uh, we hear about the encounter with of Moses with God in the burning bush. And um, first of all, I mean it's it's a genius move for God because what guy is not attracted to fire? Fire. Uh, it's like oh, fire. Yes, this is where I will be. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, but uh, but unlike some of us who we see a fire and we go into fire mode where it's like I am thinking about nothing. Um, you know, I, I remember talking to some some girls and they're like, yeah, like my boyfriend says that he's not thinking about anything. How's that possible? Like, it's because he's a guy. You know, guys can do that. They can. It's fireplace mode. We it's look at the fire zone. and we don't think about anything. But Moses was definitely thinking about something here. He's like, okay, this burning, this bush is burning, but it's not being consumed. What is going on? And then uh, God reveals Himself. God reveals Himself in that powerful way. I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and I have a mission for you. You are going to lead my people Israel out of slavery. You'll bring them to the promised land. And uh, there, there's there's this part right at the end that I, I think is really helpful for us to reflect on. Uh, that's, that God says, This shall be your proof that it is I who sent you. When you bring my people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this very mountain. So the same mountain that he's seen the burning bush. Um, in at this part of Genesis or of Exodus, it's called uh, Mount Horeb. Later, it's called Mount Sinai, which most, most scripture scholars believe that it's it's the same mountain. Uh, it was maybe it was Horeb from one side, Sinai from the other, or, or there might have been two peaks. Um, but uh, but they see it as the um, you know as the same the same mountain. But even just with the um, liturgical cycle, it's a week and a half before we're going to be back there. In real time, you know, this was several weeks. Uh, uh, it was a long time. And then, of course, we have the 40 years in the desert. 
this this amazing patience and perseverance and and we need to have that in our own faith you know as we spent this time praying uh, just a little bit ago um, we, we can we can be disappointed so quickly so quickly and and I just want to encourage people you know stick with God stick with God I mean the Israelites who left Egypt um, I think it was Caleb was the only one who left Egypt who also stepped foot in the promised land uh, that sometimes God's work in our lives it's generational and so going back again to our conversation about the millennials you know, I think it's it's common for one generation to speak disparagingly about another generation, and it's like, oh, they you know they they've lost this, they've lost that. You know, they don't have any sense for um, you know tradition, for the way we do things, for the church, for their faith. Uh, be patient. You know, God works with a big picture, and also to remember that we're not perfect either. No, our generations are certainly not. And no, this is perhaps a call, a wake-up call to us to re-examine how how we do some things. Yeah. What are we doing to reach out to them, but also to refine our processes uh, to make them more in accord with God's will uh, for our own generations? Yep. Because uh, perhaps if we're not evangelizing like we should be, uh, there's something. There's something that needs to happen with our generations as well. Yeah, and and there are there are there are things we can learn, good things that we can learn from other generations. Yeah, you know, because each generation is not perfect uh, in in and of itself. There's always something for us to learn, something for us to gain from another generation. And so, and I know one of the things that I appreciate about the millennial generation is is the community they have. Um, now, yes, a lot of times it's over phone, um, but I mean, I, I see people of that generation just hanging out they enjoy spending time with each other uh, it might be easier to text or uh, do things on instagram or snapchat and you know um, but uh, but they do spend time with each other they have a, a great interest in uh, what's happening locally uh, you know I, I think i think our generation we would say look just get me something fast uh, get me something easy and that'll be great and the millennial generation is a little bit more interested in no give me something that's local give me something that I, I know where it came from and i can support people that, that i even know um, and I, I think there's a, a great value to that yeah they're, they're, they're also uh, the the fact uh, that they are so environmentally conscious mm-hmm. uh, I, I admire the millennial generation for that and yeah. I can feel the tug on that as well just being a couple of years removed from that generation uh, that's something that's really close to my heart as well yeah, and, and I think the other thing to remember is there are a lot of consistence especially in the practice of, of the faith the practice of our church that we you know we still have the sacraments and so um, you know yes people stop going to church but a lot of them stop going to church because they haven't been given a reason to stay. Uh, you know, going back to this millennial church conference, uh, one of the powerful images that was shared is that for, for millennials, their natural disposition is the road to Emmaus. Mm. The natural disposition is they're walking away. But if you remember the road to Emmaus, Jesus comes into their midst and Jesus listens to them. Jesus asks them questions and then Jesus reveals Opens the scriptures. To opens them. the scriptures. Reveals himself in the breaking of the bread, and so I think that's a great model for all of us as we are reaching out to this millennial generation. I think it works for everybody, really, not just <laughs> the millennial generation. Where first of all, listen, have that disposition of listening, just like Jesus did as he was walking with the disciples, and then to share, to say, 
All right, that's that's interesting. And you know, let me hear your questions. Let me understand. You know, what what do you think about this? And then when the time is right, when the, when the conversation is ripe, then say, you know, this is this is my my perspective. This is my experience. And so, if I have a positive experience of going to mass, of, of celebrating reconciliation, positive experience of of marriage, you know, for myself as as a priest, to share it, to have that to have that courage to share my own faith and, and it's it, in my experience of the faith uh, you know Pope Paul VI uh, St. Paul VI knew this uh, many years ago when he said that people listen to teachers in as much as they are first witnesses and so, that's another thing that the millennial generation really values highly is authenticity that's right we, uh, we want to thank everyone who uh, called in or wrote in your questions for our straight talk segment remember that this segment is on at 9.30 Central Time every Monday through Friday. Thanks, Father Will Thompson, for taking the calls and other questions, comments from those who wrote in our, on our Facebook page. Up next, tune in to hear what, who you have nominated for Honor Our Fathers. And later in the show, we'll explore a tour in the footsteps of St. John Paul II with Father Richard Kuntz. You're listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Will Thompson and Matt Wilkham. Stay tuned for more. <laughs> 